Welcome to Murder and Mayhem, the podcast where we explore the dark and mysterious side of writing. It's a world filled with more evil and crime than you can shake a sharpened stick at, where people save the world from certain destruction, where spies, terrorists and thugs abound, and where the killer could be someone in your very own home. It's also a world often filled with flawed heroes and likeable villains. But above all, it's a place where we explore the authors who tell these very stories, what makes them tick, and how their words manage to take us to some of the darkest corners of our imaginations. Hello everyone, my name's Valerie Koo and I'm host of the Murder and Mayhem pop-up podcast. This episode is brought to you by the popular online course, Anatomy of a Crime, How to Write About Murder. Over eight spine-chilling modules, you'll delve into each step of the murder process, including the psychological, forensic and legal aspects of homicide from premeditation right through to prison life. Brought to you by one of the world's leading centres, for writing courses, the Australian Writers' Centre. Using both real and fictional cases, you'll discover the many faces of killers, the police who pursue them, and the victims who get caught in the killer's trap, all designed to enhance your crime and thriller writing and help you bring writing about death to life. It's a self-study course with a full audio program, including accompanying handouts and videos and resources where you can view real forensic and police reports and a dissection of real murder scenes. Find out more at murdercourse.com. That's murdercourse.com. Well, I hope you've been enjoying our month of murder and mayhem. This is Valerie Koo. Now, remember, you can download your free ebook, A Month of Murder and Mayhem, 31 Days with the World's Best Crime and Thriller Writers, which is an accompanying ebook to this pop-up podcast series. And you can find that at murdercourse.com. It's free and I'm sure you'll be able to get some great tips because we've curated some of the key insights from all of our favourite crime and thriller authors. These interviews were originally done on our other podcast called So You Want to Be a Writer and that's where we interview authors from all different walks of life and all different genres. We we talk to editors and publishers and crime authors but also romance authors and literary fiction authors and historical fiction authors and much, much more. But just for our crime and thriller lovers, we have curated the best crime and thriller authors in this pop-up podcast series and today we're going to hang out with Scott Frost. Now, Scott has a really interesting background. He's a screenwriter and a novelist and has some of the most successful television programs under his name. Before turning to writing, Scott was actually a photographer, but then his television credits include such hugely famous and iconic shows such as Twin Peaks and The X-Files, Babylon 5 and Andromeda. He's written several books. The first was Run the Risk. And then he wrote the official tie-in book for Twin Peaks, which was the autobiography of FBI Special Agent Dale Cooper, My Life, My Tapes. And he's also written other crime novels, such as Never Fear, Point of No Return, and Don't Look Back. So let's have a listen to Scott. Scott, thanks for joining us today. 
My pleasure. Now, tell us, you started life off as a photographer before moving into writing. How did that transition happen? Uh, I, I grew up as a dyslexic, so writing was uh, is, was pretty difficult for me. So I, I went down another path through school and then uh, as I began a professional life. But it it finally just caught up with me, and I, I had to start writing. Uh, the stories I could tell with a camera finally weren't enough, so uh, I, I sat down and began writing. And, but how did you make that transition? Did you find it easy or did you just, did, did it naturally flow out of you? How did you make that transition? Well, it flew out of me in the sense that it, I had been, I guess, waiting my whole life to do it. Right. But it took a, it took a lot of years of, of, uh, of practice and, and just working at it before I became, uh, I think, a good enough writer to sit down and, and do fiction. I, I started with screenplays and, uh, and short stories as, as uh, sort of my apprenticeship in a sense. And although screenplays also became a profession for almost 20 years. Mm. Do you remember your first significant writing gig? That I was paid for? Yes. Uh, the, uh, the very first thing I ever made any money on was a screenplay I wrote about uh, what happened in this little town, Midwest town in America, the day Sputnik went up. Right. And it was uh, sort of a, an American graffiti meets Dr. Strangelove kind of uh, screenplay and uh, – Someone actually optioned it, and that was the first thing. And uh, it was a few years before I made any more money after that. Uh, but eventually, the, the gigs began to come, and uh, I made some money. Now, your writing is very diverse from crime to TV series to novels. Where do you get all of your ideas from? I'm, I know that writers are asked this all the time, but people want to know, especially with a career as diverse as yours. Yeah. Well, uh, fortunately, I, I I don't do screenplays for the most part anymore. I'm able to just focus on on my books, and which I'm I'm very lucky that way. Uh, and where they come from, uh, I mean, specifically the books begin with an image. Um, I I think that's part of my photography background that that I I find a image that strikes something in me, and and then it's just following a story, and it's it. It's a process of discovery, much like uh, a detective goes through in that sense. I, I don't know where the story's going to go. I don't know what the characters are going to be. And it's a, every day is is a hopefully a, some discovery going on. And, uh, mm. So your writing process flows out of you and you figure it out as you go along. You don't plot? No, every day uh, it's... Uh, a new beginning and uh, I make notes and I begin as the, the farther into the story goes, I, I begin to sort of reach some signposts so that I know a vague direction of where I'm going. Mm. But specifically every day is, is, is new. And uh, if I've surprised myself, mm. uh, I know I've done something. I, I, think good because it will probably surprise a reader also. Mm, that's a great adventure for you, personally. It, sometimes it's a little scary at others. Mm. Do you ever think, oh my goodness, nothing's coming? <laughs> uh, more, more than I would like to think about, actually. Yeah. <laughs> 
Both are not good days. No. Now, your TV credits include two very popular and quirky crime series, or crime-related series, um, Twin Peaks and The X-Files. What appealed to you about writing crime in the first place? Well, I, I guess I never thought of Twin Peaks as a crime series, in a sense. I mean, it it, it obviously involved a murder mm. and and some very dark things going on in uh, a small town, but it was a small town that sort of was coming up between the ears of David Lynch, which mm. was a you know a very different kind of, of setting. And obviously, the X Files, which I had a, only a very brief uh, relationship with, um, was about you know aliens and. Uh, <laughs> So they they weren't your typical, uh, you know. It wasn't cops and robbers. No, stuff. it was mystery uh, and yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. So you're writing crime novels now. That must require an incredible amount of research, and also to get into the mind of the criminal. How do you do that? Well, the I I like to think that a a, a story told well is better than truth. So I don't do too much research in in that sense. If it feels true to me as a writer, then I think I've done my job for a reader. And um, and then in terms of just specific facts, I, I have friends who have been in law enforcement, and if I need to, to check some things and make sure it rings true with them, I'll do that. Mm. Uh, and the rest is, is just pure imagination. You obviously got a very fertile one. Apparently, yeah. I, it's, uh, I try not to go too deeply into to where it comes from because I think I'll scare myself. Yeah, quite possibly. I may not want to like what I may not like what I find out. <laughs> um, now, writing for television has a much shorter gestation period than writing a novel. Did you find the switching to writing novels a difficult process or an easy process, or what was it like? Both. Uh, it, it was easy in the sense of of being able to to leave behind the the pressure and the craziness of television, which is you know you have two weeks to write a script, which mm. is is frankly lovely sometimes because you're done and and you walk away and start something else, hopefully. And um, but it's also less uh, gripping as a writer, I think, and and. The process of a book is one that can take, you know, nine nine months or more, and mm. um, it's always with you. It never leaves. Uh, mm. in the middle of the night, uh, driving down the road, uh, um, and that can be both exhilarating and a little exhausting when you're by the time you're done with a book. Mm, mm, absolutely. Of the novels that you've written so far, do you have a favorite? Yeah, well, you know, I, 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 that's a little bit like, you know, picking a favorite kid. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you'll get into trouble one way or the other. Uh, I, I have a soft spot for the first one, obviously, but, you know, they're, they're all, I, I like to think everyone has been different than the previous one. And in that sense, I, I, I like them all. Mm. And, uh, so I, I can't say I have a favorite one other than the one I'm working on at the moment because it, that's really where your head has to be. And, and when I sit and look at a, you know, a stack of my books sitting on the bookshelf, mm. it's almost an alien-like experience in a sense because the disconnect between the writing process and that object on, on the bookshelf is, is, is pretty severe. It's, mm. it's, 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 it's kind of remarkable that the, 
you can even imagine, you know, putting together one of those things. Mm. I, I, as objects, I always have loved books. Um, and um, I try not to think about that part of it too much as I'm working on because if you start thinking about page 400 when you're on page 17, you're in deep trouble. Mm. So speaking of the writing process, do you have a, a particular writing routine or, 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 or what's a typical writing day for you look like? Uh, typical writing day is I'm usually up. We The sun comes up very early in Montana, except in the winter where it gets a little dark. But I'm up around 6.30 to 7 in the morning, and I'll, I'll uh, have some coffee and read the papers, and then I'm to work usually by 8 o'clock, and I'll work till noon. And uh, hopefully I've had a good day of somewhere between three and five pages of work, and and we'll uh, call it a day uh, in the, the formal sense of doing any more work. I, I may make some notes later in the day. Um, but then I'll, I'll try to just get away from it right. uh, for a little while and, uh, you know, run errands and things like that, kind of, you know, normal life. And uh, so it's, it's uh, and then it just repeats about, I, I try not to work on the weekends. I lo- it's, it's good to get away, and, mm. but it all, that also depends on where you are with your deadline, which will you know, affect a lot about all of it. Mm. So tell us about your latest book, Don't Look Back. What image, to start off with, tell us what image started this book off. The image that started it was um, a, a, a football stadium, empty at night with a hundred thousand seats in it and the body of a, a girl who had been missing for three years wrapped in a sleeping bag, frozen solid uh, in the middle of the field. And that's where the whole story began. And, uh, it kind of rolled from there. Does an image like that just pop into your head one day or <laughs> how does that happen? My mother wonders about these things. Um, uh, I think she maybe worries a little bit, but I, I don't know where they caught you. I, I, you work at it. You, you sit and, and you just push the imagination every day. And, uh, and I guess these things come out of somewhere, but if I, it's probably best not to delve too deeply into it because you might not like what you'll find. Yes. Would your advice to, um, you know, would be and aspiring crime writers out there to immerse themselves in the genre and read a lot of crime or actually not at all? Well, that's, that's an interesting question. I think you want to explore the, the genre to a degree that, that, you begin to understand it. Um, but I think writing is writing and, and, uh, read good writers. That's mm-hmm. uh, more than, than a genre. And you'll find your, your own genre and your own style. And, um, I mean, I, I used to read other crime fiction, but since I began to, to publish crime fiction, I find that I don't really read it very much anymore because, um, I don't want other crime writers' voices in my head, frankly. Mm. Um, I, I, I want to be protective of my own, and, and you have to, you know, I don't want to inadvertently borrow from someone because we're always borrowing from, from anything we can in, in writing, and uh, so I try to keep the, the voice as simple as I can that way. Mm. 
And with your background as a screenwriter and a TV writer, do you write your novels with the intention of them eventually becoming screenplay? I, it would be fun if it did happen, but I don't write them with that intention. Uh, I write very visually, so I think it would translate very well to the screen, but so far no one's come knocking that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a very difficult business, uh, particularly with a female character. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, the, the industry is so star-driven these days mm-hmm. and deal-driven, and there's, you know, literally only... Uh, two or three female stars who mm. the studio will bankroll uh, to do a, a movie. So I don't, I don't look at it as the next step. I think of the book as, as everything I want to do. Mm. And as, uh, you know, somebody who's not female, how do you, did you get into the mind of the female character? Right. I, I learned stories, uh, I think, from the women in my family. My grandmother was a great storyteller and my mother was, and the the family stories were passed down that way. So I I learned to hear stories through that voice. And I I think it's somehow connected with me as a writer somehow. And, uh, and uh, so it seems very natural for me to tell a story that way. Right. Do you, do you have another book? Are you currently writing your next book? I am. I'm working on the, the next, uh, Alex DeLillo uh, novel as, as we, well, not as we speak now, but yes, that's what I'm doing now. So typically, is it a book a year or how, how prolific are you? That's what it's been since the, the series began is a, is a, a book a year. Um, and um, that's what the sort of publishing business, I think, wants and demands at the moment. And, and until you're Wonderfully established as a, a bestseller, I think you need to do it, uh, and you you and you want to please your my publishers have been wonderful to me, and uh, so I try to give them what they need, and uh, it makes for a very busy schedule in terms of writing. But uh, you you do need to get away from it at times. Uh, when you're done with a book, you're pretty wrung out, and uh, usually a month or two away from it without thinking about. Mm writing anything is uh, necessary for me when I'm done. And in your experience, in your particular experience, what kind, what does the, you know, rewriting and editing process look look like for you? Is it something that is, you know, tweaks here and there, or is it quite a big job with a lot of structural stuff going on? Hopefully it's not too big. Um, <laughs> you know, you, I, I try to be very careful with my first draft. Mm. And, and I've gotten more careful as I've gone along. Uh, the first couple books, I probably did more rewriting than I do now because I've learned to, to trust my, my voice when it says you're going in the wrong direction and just, I'm better off to write, you know, a paragraph that day instead of two pages that may not feel right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I've gotten a little, a little better at understanding when I'm writing well and when I'm not writing well. So I, I, I edit myself, I think, a little more closely now the first time through. Mm. Do you want to write more TV or are you focusing on books? No, I'm just, just focusing on books. I don't live in Los Angeles anymore and uh, I don't miss it. And <laughs> uh, writing, I think, I think every screenwriter at heart, if they were honest with themselves, would probably say... 
they had loved to write, you know, the, the great American novel in that sense. And, uh, but for, it's often a very horrifying prospect because mm-hmm. you're, you're looking at, instead of writing a 40 page, uh, television script, you're, you're looking at a stack of pages that are, uh, you know, pretty thick and that can be kind of intimidating if mm. you think of it in those terms and so much time invested in it of course oh yeah <laughs> i mean to, to sit with one story for for that long is uh i find kind of liberating and wonderful and at the same time i know it can be also intimidating mm. what would you say is the biggest obstacle in being a novelist oh i i every day of of getting up and working uh it's that kind of discipline is mm. is 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 the hardest thing and and just believing in yourself you have to trust mm. your own voice and that takes time uh it's wonderful when you're younger because youth allows for for you to do all kinds of things that when as you get older you did and you learn more you might uh, not do so mm. um I think just the the more you write, the better you get, hopefully. And what are some of the biggest highs or rewards about being a novelist? Well, finishing finishing a book is a wonderful feeling. Yes, uh, I bet. And, uh, that's, and uh, it's really – but the, the best part is, is just the process when you have a good day. Mm. Uh, that sense that you've – you, you've connected with something internal, and that voice comes out that you really don't understand where it come, can't, comes from, um, but you know you've written well that day, and that's that's mm. uh, that feels very good. Well, writing's a very isolating experience. Is that something that you actually enjoy, or do you feel you need to do other things to to compensate for that and connect with people? Uh, I, I enjoy the the process. I like. Uh, living a, a pretty quiet and uh, isolated way. Uh, although we have a lot of good friends and uh, we live in a small uh, ranching community in Montana. And uh, so we, we, we see people, but uh, there are parts of weeks where I don't see many because I'm, I'm pretty focused on the book and, mm. uh, you know, there just aren't that many people around us. Mm. And finally, what would your advice be to the aspiring writers out there who, you know, they may have had a background in screen, screenwriting like yourself or they may not, but they want to get the great American novel or the great Australian novel or, right. you know, the great British novel out there and they're looking at that stack thinking, oh, my God, this is a year or more out of my life. What would your advice be to them on what they should do? Take it a day at a time. Um, start with a page or three pages. I When I began, I sat down and literally wrote, okay, I'm going to reach this page today. And I didn't think beyond that. Uh, and it, just enjoy the journey. Trust mm-hmm. the journey because that's ultimately the reason you're doing it. Uh, it's not the end result. It's, it's what happens along the way that's um, most rewarding. And Scott, finally, for those readers who haven't necessarily read your previous books, tell us what can they expect from Don't Look Back? Well, hopefully what they're going to find is a book that they want to keep turning the pages and can't stop. I I, I think if I've kept you up most of the night and ruined your next day, I, <laughs> I, it makes me very happy. And, and I hear that time and time again from people. Uh, I, I I want people to have a very intense 
reading experience, and uh, hopefully I think this, this book accomplishes that. Well, that was Scott Frost. I hope you enjoyed it. And I love how he talks about the fact that writing is all about getting up every day and having that discipline because sometimes it doesn't really matter if you've got a whole heap of ideas swirling around in your brain and you're wondering if they're good ideas or not. It doesn't matter while they're still in your brain. You need to actually put your bum on that seat, your fingers on that keyboard and finish the entire manuscript, particularly if you are a first-time author because it's kind of a waste of time having wondering, oh, is it good? Is it any good? If it's still an idea, you need to have the words on paper or on your computer, and it needs to be the full story, particularly as a first-time author. Of course, there's always that niggling, you know, feeling about whether whether you're good enough. You're always wondering whether you need to believe in yourself more. And the thing is, that's all valid, but ultimately. Your words are what people are going to judge you by and an unfinished book isn't really going to get you anywhere. So stop wondering about the ideas and instead focus on getting that first draft of that first manuscript absolutely totally complete because only then can you send it to someone and get a true opinion. People can't really comment effectively on an unfinished story. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of uh, the Murder and Mayhem podcast and we look forward to chatting to you again tomorrow. The Murder and Mayhem podcast is brought to you by the Australian Writers' Centre, one of the world's leading centres for writing courses. With online and classroom writing courses in all genres of writing, including crime writing, students enrol from all over the world. You'll find a course to suit your needs right here at writerscentre.com.au.